The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. Praise the Lord. Well, why don't you hold your Bible, lift it up real high, and shout, this is my Bible. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am a believer and not a doubter, a doer, not just a hearer. Today, I'll learn from God's Word, and my life will never be the same, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Amen. Well, uh, man, it's good to be back. And today we are starting a brand new series. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer or the Holy Spirit in us. Amen. Uh, And and basically what we're going to be doing is, uh, for the most part, uh, demystifying who the Holy Spirit is. Amen. Uh, Because, you know, in the Christian circles, uh, sometimes when you get around believers and they start talking about the Holy Spirit, I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's a foreign thing and uh, far from, you know, an ordinary average believer. And, and most people, if we are to be honest, do not know how to relate uh, with the Holy Spirit. And because of that, we are missing out uh, on the benefits uh, that the Holy Spirit uh, brings to the life of a believer. And so we're going to be talking about uh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the life of a believer. Now, the Holy Spirit is the most powerful and most important person in the life of a believer. Amen. Uh, we see even our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, before he begins his ministry, he did not start to do anything until he was endued uh, with the power of the Holy Spirit. We see in Luke chapter number 3, uh, he goes to John the Baptist and he gets baptized. And while he was getting baptized, the Bible says uh, the, open, the heavens uh, were opened and uh, in a bodily fashion of a dove, the Holy Spirit descended and rested on him. And after he rested on him there was a voice that proclaimed from heaven this is my beloved son in whom i am well pleased and soon after that if you look in uh, luke chapter number four verse 18 uh, jesus christ began to declare uh, publicly his ministry and uh, let's quickly go there After the Holy Spirit had uh, uh, come on him, Jesus began to declare uh, his public ministry and he launched out uh, because uh, now he was empowered and equipped to do so. And so he says in Luke chapter number 4 from verse 18 to 19, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Notice you are always anointed for a purpose. You are always anointed for an assignment. Uh, the anointing is not for goosebumps. It's not for falling down, you know, in a powerful church service. The anointing is for a work. Amen. Uh, the reason why the church has not been effective is because we have not harnessed the power of the anointing to accomplish a real purpose in our communities. Amen. 
we've been good at falling down and getting goosebumps and you know having a powerful service but we have not harnessed the power of the anointing to do what jesus is getting ready to say that he is anointed to do jesus said he has anointed me first to preach the gospel to the poor what is the gospel to the poor what's the good news to the poor the good news to the poor is you don't have to be poor anymore and so Jesus is saying, I'm going to fix that. And what else is he going to fix? He says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. And so Jesus is going to fix people with a broken heart. He says, he has he, uh, called me, anointed me to preach deliverance to the captive. Set people free from all kinds of things. Amen? Demonic stuff. He's going to set them free. Emotional stuff. Jesus is going to set them free. That's what he's anointed to do. He says, and recover your sight to the blind. And, and he's going to bring healing and to set at liberty them that are bruised. And verse 19, to preach or to declare the acceptable year of the Lord. And so Jesus is coming to declare the year of freedom, the year of jubilee or a life of freedom. And that's what the anointing on Jesus' life uh, came to do. And he says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to do this work. And so we see here that if Jesus, you know, the Christ, uh, who is, you know, the, the, the express image of the Father, the express representation of God, if he needed the Holy Spirit to do something in the earth, I can guarantee you, you and I need the Holy Spirit as well. Amen? I said Amen. And so in this series, again, we're going we're gonna to demystify, you know, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. You know, when you're in the Pentecostal settings, they say the Holy Ghost, and it just confuses everybody. And so we're going to break it down to a point where you can understand who the Holy Spirit is, and uh, you, you begin to uh, relate with him, take advantage of the things that he brings into the believer's life. Can I get an amen? So let's go uh, quickly now to Luke chapter number 24. Let's go to Luke. Uh, chapter number 24, we're going to read from um, uh, verse uh, 46 to 49. Uh, what we're getting ready to read is an instruction that Jesus Christ gave to uh, his disciples, right? Uh, as he was getting ready to, to go through, you know, the cross and, and things of that nature. And, and he says this in verse 46, he said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it is uh, uh, behoved Christ to suffer, and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send, I send the promise of the Father upon you, but tarry or wait ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endured with power from on high. And so Jesus is retaining, uh, restraining the disciples, right, uh, from doing the assignment that he just gave them, which is to preach uh, repentance and remission of sins amongst the, the nations and in all these different places to go and be witnesses. Uh, Jesus says to them, uh, don't do anything until the Holy Ghost has come upon you and until you have been endured with power. That's what the Holy Spirit will bring in the life of a believer. He will bring power. Let's go to Acts chapter number 1 uh, from verse 7. Acts chapter number 1 uh, from verse number 7. Acts chapter number 1 uh, from verse 7. This is powerful. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Acts chapter number 1 from uh, verse 7. 
This is what it says, Acts chapter number 1 from verse 7. Oh, I was going to look up here. Uh, it looks like we don't have it, right? Let's go to Acts on the iPad. Acts chapter number 1, uh, verse 7. Uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Uh, and uh, in fact, we, we, we're going to start reading from uh, verse 5. And Jesus says this. It's in red. It's bleeding. This is Jesus speaking. He says, for John... He says, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Verse 6, when they therefore were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? Or when will you restore, you know, the kingdom of Israel? Or when will you come back uh, to set up rule and reign uh, here on the earth? And verse 7, this is what Jesus said. He said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his power. Right? So they're asking Jesus, when are you coming back? And Jesus says, you know what? This is not for you to know. This is something that God has reserved. This is some information that God has reserved. God the Father has reserved just for himself. And so one of the signs of, of you know, someone telling lies is when they come to you and they say, you know, Jesus is coming back on such and such a date. You already know they're lying. You know why? Because scripture tells us that no one is going to know except the Father. In fact, you know, just uh, we, were, we got into an Uber. We were in Denver, Colorado just last week, and we got into an Uber, and this guy, is a Jehovah's Witness, started preaching to us. You know, he's preaching at us, and man, we're just listening, and he's preaching at us. He said, in fact, let me tell you something. Jesus is coming back this year. <laughs> and the minute he said that, I knew false prophets. <laughs> because God, you know, Jesus said here, he said, it is not... For you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. So only God knows when Jesus is coming back. Amen? But for you, what he has given to you, verse 8, he has, you shall receive power. Someone say power. power. In fact, I didn't say the Pentecostal way. Power. <laughs> you shall receive power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, this is vital. This is so important. Because remember, Jesus said to them, tarry until you've received what? Power. And Jesus is confirming that. He's reiterating that, saying it again to them. He's saying, you know, after before many days have gone by, you are going to receive the Holy Spirit and he's going to be, bring power upon you. If you study the Greek word for power, it's dunamis, right? And that's what the old preachers would say. This Greek word for this is dunamis. You know, it means uh, the, the transliteration is dynamite. And I'm sitting in the service and say, man, you shall receive dunamis. And I'm sitting there thinking, what am I going to do with dunamis? <laughs> Because I'm practical. Man, it sounds awesome, right? Dunamis. I want, where am I going to put dunamis? Next to the TV? You know, so the, you know, what am I, put it in a frame. So, what am I going to do with dunamis? What's up with this dunamis? I wanted to know. Nobody could tell me. If you uh, uh, simply put, you know, uh, uh, what Jesus is saying is, you shall receive power. That word power simply means this. You shall receive the ability to get results. So he's saying the Holy Spirit is the agent for a life of results or a fruitful life. 
Remember what he said there uh, over there in the in the in the gospels? He said, You shall know them by their fruit. And so the Holy Spirit empowers the believer to live a life of fruit. That's all the word power means. It means the ability to produce results. Watch this in all the different areas of your life. God has given the Holy Spirit for you and I to be able to produce results in our businesses. You can take the Holy Ghost into the boardroom. And you don't have to act spooky while you're in the boardroom. Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak through you. Can I get an amen? You don't have to fall under the power. You don't have to do any of that. Just allow the Holy Spirit. It's called every day with Jesus. It's called every day. Just like the disciples, you know, spent uh, three and a half years with Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to send another one who is just like me. In fact, we're going to read that scripture. He says, I'm going to send another one who is just like me. And the Holy Spirit, if you look at the life of Jesus, you know, a lot of people, you know, think religious of Jesus. Jesus wasn't a religious person. He was hanging out with the disciples. And I believe that, you know, laugh at stuff and i mean jesus would get around people the one time he met this uh, woman at the well john chapter number four and he's having a normal conversation with her and while he's doing that he's ministering to her amen jesus was hang out with his disciples and uh, especially peter james and john i mean they would chill out and says uh, john would rest his head on jesus chest just hanging out having a good time and so when jesus says he's going to send another one who is just like him it means that the holy spirit is coming to be your friend to be someone to walk with so that he can show you the way in the in the course of of life amen, amen? he's not coming to be spooky he's not coming to you know freak people around you out in fact, you know, it's sad to say, when you come around the church, every time we bring up the Holy Spirit, we, we mystify him. It's, you know, we, that's all I'm going to say. You know, that's all I'm going to say. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter number 10. And so the word power means the ability to get results. You know, at the end of Jesus' ministry, he tells his disciples, all authority has been given unto me, now you go. And he gave them a list of things to do. You go raise the dead, you go cast out devils, you go preach uh, the gospel, you go make disciples. He gave them a catalog of things to do. After he did that, he then told them to tarry, wait until the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the Holy Spirit is going to be your ability for you to be able to carry out your authority. Because authority without ability is limited. Did you hear what I say? How did I say? Authority without what? Ability is limited. It's like a policeman. In fact, this happened in true story. This happened, true story. Uh, many, many years ago, you know, I was driving from seeing my parents. And so I'm driving and uh, I, I went into this little town. And as I was coming out the curve, I saw the, the, the policeman waving me down. And then it occurred to me when he was waving me down, he was holding this thing. And it occurred to me that this was for uh, speeding, right? I was doing a little over 60 uh, on a 60 zone. And so he's waving me down. He's waving me down. That was many, many years ago. So don't judge me. And so I looked at uh, the police officer. And, and, and I saw that he was wearing a uniform, and I, and I knew immediately that he had been given authority uh, by the government of Zimbabwe. But then I started to scope around, and I noticed he didn't have uh, a gun on him. So he had authority, uh, but he didn't have anything to use uh, to empower and to enforce uh, his authority. I, I scoped around again, and I saw that he didn't have a car. 
And so I knew the man had authority, but he was limited in power, which is the ability to enforce the authority. And because of that, you know, my foot just went back from the middle one, the middle pedal, to the outside right. And I saw the speedometer just start going up. And then he tried to run after me, but his ability was limited. And so that's what happens in the life of a believer who has been saved and given authority, but they have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They win some battles, but they will lose many battles of life. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to be the gun and the car that will help you to enforce the authority that he has given you. He did not call you and I to do the work. He has put the Holy Spirit in us so that he may be able to do the work through us. Can I get an amen? So you and I need the Holy Spirit. There is no option. Jeremiah chapter number 10 uh, verse 23. You know, Jeremiah in chapter number 9, he's uh, 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 moaning and he's, he's, he's at the state of uh, uh, Israel. He's looking at the nation of Israel and they've become God-haters. Uh, they worship, you know, the devil and the economy is going down. Their enemies are literally winning against them. And so David is looking at all of this. Uh, Jeremiah, sorry. He's looking at all of this and, and it, it concerns him. And by the time he gets to Jeremiah 10, verse 23, he starts to answer his own concerns and by the holy spirit he began to answer his own concerns and this is what he said he said oh lord i know that the way of man is not in himself it is not in man that walketh to direct his steps and so the holy spirit you know one of the 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 the, the things the holy spirit will do in the life of a believer is he will direct your steps God never called you and I uh, to direct our own steps. Amen. He has given the Holy Spirit uh, so that he uh, within us uh, can direct uh, where we go and what we do. In fact, in uh, uh, Psalm 37 verse 23, it says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Amen. You want to live a life of victory? Allow the Holy Spirit to direct your steps. Let's go to Judges chapter number 21 uh, verse 25. Judges chapter number 21, uh, verse 25. Thank you, Jesus. Judges chapter number 21, verse 25. It says uh, of the nation of Israel again in, in Judges, and again, he's not saying this to condone this, it's you know, pointing out a problem. He says, and in those days there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Did you all see that? He says, in those days, there was no king in Israel, and every man did that which was right in his own eyes. Now, if you read the same uh, verse in the Message Bible, it says this. He says, at the time, there was no king in Israel. There was no one to give direction like the Holy Spirit would give us direction. He says, at the time, there was no king uh, in Israel, and people did whatever they felt like doing. So the opposite of living your life under the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit is doing whatever you feel like doing. Man, if there is a time where people do whatever they feel like doing, we live in such a time. In fact, I see people all over social media saying, man, this year, 2023, it's all about self-love. It's all about doing what makes me feel good. 
Man, such a contrary from what the Holy Spirit is trying to do in people's lives. It's all about me. Man, the life of a believer has never been a life of selfishness. It's always been a life of service to our Heavenly Father. This is why we call Jesus Lord. It's because we are submitted to his leadership and his rulership. Jesus at one point actually, you know, rebuked a group of people. They said, man, why you call me Lord, Lord, and won't do what I tell you? The only qualifier for Jesus being Lord in your life is when you allow him to direct your steps. And how do you do that? You allow the Holy Spirit to be the one that directs your steps. And because of this, watch what happened. Watch what happened in Ruth chapter number 1 verse 1. In other words, just a chapter later, just a chapter later, after people, you know, uh, started, you know, doing whatever they felt like doing, watch what happened. You can flip a page if you're on the iPad, just go next, just swipe. Just swipe right, just swipe right, or flip the page and watch what happened. Now it came to pass. This is what comes to pass when people choose to live their lives uh, uh, according to what they want to do. And not the guidance and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man called Bethu, uh, Bethlehem Judah went out to sojourn in the country of Moab and he and his wife and his two sons. And so what we see here is that the, the result of uh, doing whatever you feel like doing is that it, it produces a life of drought or a life of famine. Whenever you see famine in, in, in certain areas of, of your life, uh, the likelihood of you running those areas according to your template. See, because if it's God's template, it's going to produce results. It's going to have power in it, the ability to produce results. But whenever you see famine, man, usually it's because you, 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 you'll be doing your own thing. When you start doing your own thing, Man, it's going to be some drought seasons in different areas. When you start running your finances according to how you feel and how you want to run them, it's going to be some famine. When you start running relationships according to how you feel and not the template that God gives you. Listen, they say 90% of the people that go through a divorce, and I'm not mad at you. If you went through one, God is going to heal you. But they say 90% of the people that go through a divorce knew it, 90%. That's such a high uh, a figure. 90% knew it as the person was walking down the aisle. The Holy Spirit was telling them, they were like, man, I'm going to do my own thing. They interviewed 90% of the people. Say, I knew it as the person was walking down the aisle. I knew it. The Holy Spirit told me. But they said, man, I'm going to do my... Hey, listen, I'm going I'm to do my own thing. Man, people like to take chance. Ta-ta my chance. Man, people like to take chances. A life of, of directing your own steps is taking chances. Amen. I said, amen. <laughs> so the Holy Spirit has been given uh, to knit the path of your life. He will bring the right people along the path of your life. 
He will knit together your life circumstances, you know, moments, so that he can bring you to the place of your destiny. You know, just like your fabric, you know, uh, uh, when they made your, the fabric that you're wearing, it could be a polyester, it could be, you know, cotton, silk, whatever it is, they knit together, you know, strands of, of, of the different fabric together, and when you look at it, it looks like one thing. That's what the Holy Spirit seeks to do in the life of a believer. When you allow him, he's trying to knit your life together together all the the right relationships the the right career path you know the right kairos moments the the different things he wants to knit them together so you can have a solid life of fruit but you're gonna have to allow him to do that amen I said, amen. In fact, the most amazing things that, you know, my wife and I have, have, have enjoyed in life have come through uh, ways that we cannot explain. It, it's, it's the Holy Spirit just knitting together stuff. You know, even the way we met, you know, it, it was, it was and, and here's what happens. You know, people doing their own thing and, and people like to copy and paste. The Holy Spirit has not called you to a life of copy and paste. You know, my wife and I uh, met at a, a, a braai and for those watching, you know, barbecue, for those watching from, you know, a different place, we met at a barbecue. Now, that doesn't mean every single person after the service must go to a barbecue <laughs> or to a braai. And so, but when you're living your life in the realm of carnality, you're just checking to see what the next person is doing. No, God has not called you to a life of, of copy and paste. He's trying to knit something brand new and cut a new path with your life. And so we met at a bride uh, that we were both not invited to. <laughs> but the Holy Ghost was working on something. Amen. It's a true story. My, you know, my wife had a, a work a colleague who was invited to this. It was a housewarming, uh, a, a bride, and she was invited to go to the housewarming. And at the ninth hour, you know, the, the workman uh, called her and said, hey, listen, you know, I can't make it. And as she was pulling out at the, the bride, the workman called to say, hey, I can't make it, but just go inside and have fun. And my wife was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to leave. And she was putting the car in, in uh, reverse to, to leave the place. The, the uh, person at the party, you know, walked out and said, hey, welcome. Why don't you come in? And as for me, I wasn't invited. I was going to uh, drop off a friend of mine who was going to be the DJ and offer, you know, buying services at the place. And so when I walked in, uh, he said to me, hey, bro, since you're a bachelor, why don't you just eat the food? <laughs> eat the food too. And so I didn't know the Holy Ghost is knitting something. Amen. Amen. And so I went in there, and uh, I, I saw a damsel in distress. She didn't know anybody. I saw a damsel in distress, and so I went to, to do my thing. <laughs> and the rest is history, amen? <laughs> and so what I'm saying is this, is that that's how we met. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody should start going look for a bride. That they are not invited. No, that's just how uh, God uh, worked it out uh, for my wife and I. Amen? Uh, for other people, you work it out uh, in a different way. And so when he needs it, he's, he's, he's really drawing you into what I like to call the spirit of favor. 
That's what the Holy Spirit is drawing you into. If you read over there in Luke chapter number 4, verse 18, right at the end, Jesus said, I've been anointed, I've been, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me, watch this now, to declare the year of the Lord's favor. So the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, what he wants to do is to release a spirit of favor on your life. He's going to bring the right people. He's going to bring the right relationships. He's going to bring the right opportunities. All you have to do is to pay attention. Before you make a move, ask him, you know, what would you have me do? Can I get an amen? amen. Let's go to John chapter number 14. John chapter number 14. He says this. He says, uh, uh, Jesus, he says this. He says, if you love me, uh, keep my commandments. Right? If you love the Lord, uh, the consequence of you loving the Lord is that you, you know, accidentally or without trying, uh, just keep his commandments. In verse 16, he says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another. Now, that word another is the Greek word alos, which means another of the same kind, uh, not uh, heteros, another of a different kind. It's another of the same kind. He says he will give you another helper, capital letter H, uh, that he may abide with you forever. And so part of what the Holy Spirit will do is to help you. He has been given to be a helper. Amen? Amen. And, and really, the, the people that need help uh, uh, the people that are doing something. The Holy Spirit comes to help those who are doing something. Verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. And so the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come again uh, to you. Man, this is such a powerful thing. The Holy Spirit is the big guy that stands behind you uh, 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 to defend you, to give you courage for you to be able to do the things that God has called you to do. You know, I share a story uh, of, you know, this happened to us when we were in high school. And, uh, you know, I was a part of a gang, right? But not a real gang. It was a clique, right? Uh, in, in my class. And uh, uh, I was a part of that clique. And we had a big guy who, you know, defended all of us. His name was uh, B.I.G. That's what we called him. Big. B.I.G. We called him B.I.G. And so, you know, the, the rivalry uh, gang, you know, they, they had their own, you know, little thing going on there. And we knew that they, we didn't get along. And we knew, you know, we didn't like each other very much. And so the one time I was going home you know clutching my satchel and and i wasn't with the gang you know and and this guy just pulled out from norway and he said yeah <laughs> and man i started shaking in my boots he said yeah where's your click i started shaking in my boots man i don't know what to do and uh and and and, and as i'm shaking in my boots out of nowhere big just came out it was amazing the switch in my emotions. I switched immediately. I switched from emotions of, you know, fear and trepidation to emotions of courage. I said, yeah, what? <laughs> and that's what we see in, in, in Acts, you know, uh, uh, at the beginning chapters there. We see at the end of the Gospels, 
you know, the disciples, particularly Peter, he denies uh, uh, Jesus uh, three times in one minute. But after they get baptized in the Holy Spirit, it says of the disciples, you know, uh, uh, Peter and John, uh, they were going to the synagogue. And I'd like to believe that they had walked this road many times and had seen this cripple many times. But there was something different about this day. They had the big guy with them. Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. And so they knew B.I.G. was with them. Never to leave them and never to forsake them. And on this day, something was different. They couldn't walk past the cripple because B.I.G. is with them. They said, we're going to do something. Look unto us. And they said, silver and gold have we not got. But such as we have in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And they snatched him, picked him up from the ground. And the Bible says all of a sudden this man leaped for joy, started running. And he went into the synagogue and broke up a religious service, started telling everybody his testimony. What was the difference? The difference was this time around they knew that the Holy Spirit was on them, upon them. They were baptized in the Holy Ghost and they allowed the Holy Ghost to work through them. Man, when you have the Holy Ghost uh, working through you, you'll be able to punch above your weight size. That's what God is calling the church to do. To punch above your weight size. Amen. I said amen. The reason why a lot of people are making small plans you know, just small plans, just like the world. In fact, we have to go to the world to get, you know, uh, uh, these, you know, uh, 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 budget, uh, uh, you know, uh, templates so we can just, just like the world, just like the world, cut down. Man, sometimes you cut down until your cut down has been cut down. <laughs> and you can't cut down anymore. But at that point, you just not need to start believing God for increase. Can I get an amen? amen? At that point, you just need to believe God for increase. Now, I've been there where your cut down needs a cut down. I mean, growing up, we would use that toothpaste until that thing is silver, shiny silver in there, until it looks like it's been polished. We would use that, that toothpaste, you know, cut the thing at the back and open and everybody just putting their toothbrushes in there and just trying to get as much toothpaste as we can. We didn't realize God was calling us to increase. Amen. amen. I said amen. amen. Man, we, need, we need to allow the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, to, 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 to be manifested through us. He's the one that wants to knit your life. He wants to knit your life together. I remember in 2016, uh, you know, uh, we were driving and, uh, uh, to, to go to, to, for lunch. And I was sitting in the car. I still remember with Kennedy. And I was sitting in the car and I got a phone call uh, from, from a, a television you know, a station. And they said, hey, listen, we, we would like to meet with you and talk about the possibility of getting your your teachings on our on our you know station 
And this is the working of the Holy Spirit. I didn't, you know, put an advert. I didn't send an email, you know, asking them to, to, to give me an opportunity. You know, my name is Tafara. I can preach. Please consider me. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so I got that phone call and I said, hey, listen, I'll come through and we'll talk. And I remember I looked at, at Kennedy in the car with me and I said to him, I'm not going to do this unless it's free. And then, you know, the meeting came, and I went with Pastor Henry, and we went there, and uh, we were sitting in the meeting, and as we were talking, we just allowed the Holy Spirit. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to do what he only can do. Don't get into his way. Just let him do his thing. So we were sitting in there, and the meeting started off by them, you know, saying, we would like to offer you one-minute exhortation. You know, whenever we have a, a program that's short, we would like to give you one minute so you can, you know, uh, preach. And we were just quiet and just looking, and the Holy Spirit is working in their hearts, and knitting something together and it moved from one minute to five minutes they said actually we can actually move it to five minutes and we're just chilling there and allowing the holy spirit to do his thing that's what god said to moses he said when you go and meet with pharaoh you shall not speak but whatever i put in your mouth in the spare of the moment that shall you speak and sometimes you just need to chill out and allow the holy spirit to do his thing and so we were just sitting in there and 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 just you know watching really the holy spirit work through uh, uh these men's hearts and before the meeting was over with to cut the long story short they'd given us uh, a 30 minute episodes uh for uh, 52 times uh times two 104 uh, weeks that's two years they'd given it to us watch this now uh, free of charge as if that was enough they invited us we told them we said we didn't have cameras couldn't afford cameras right and and they told us they said you don't have to worry about any of that we actually gonna you know bring you into our studio and you get to use our studio to record your teachings and all you have to do is to find someone to edit them and all of that happened uh while we watched the holy spirit just working through people's hearts and working in that meeting amen and then, you know, we didn't spend a penny. And I always share, and I, I, you know, I tell you, the only money we spend is, is the money we use to get makeup. That's the only money we, we spend. They told me I needed makeup, and so they would work on me before I get on TV. And so after a few months, you know, the, the devil, I would like to believe, you know, put some people in there who didn't like me very much. And so they, you know, cut that thing off. I think it was at 102 weeks, so we didn't get to enjoy the other two. And so I went to the Lord. I said, what's up with this? And the, Holy, the Lord said to me, don't worry about it. Don't put your hand in it. Allow the Holy Spirit to, to do his thing. And so we just chilled out and a few months went by and someone reached out to me from another television station bigger than the one that they'd kicked us from. And, and, and they reached out to me. They said, hey, listen, I'm going to be in town. Would like to do coffee with you. I said, oh, for sure. They came through. And to cut the long story short, they offered us the same deal uh, open-ended. And we've been on it for as long as I can remember. We were on it last night Amen. without paying any coin. Man, when you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, He will make you look good. He will make you look smarter than you really are. Amen. Amen. He wants to work on your behalf. And notice I keep saying He, because He's a person. He's not a force. He's not an eat. He's not a dove. He's not a, a, a wind. The Holy Spirit is a person who wants to come and live on the inside of you. Fellowship with you. And listen. 
Listen to me when I tell you. Sometimes he sounds just like you because he uses your uh, faculties, your, your inner faculties to speak to you. And sometimes it just sounds like you because he's using your voice from within and he will say to you, you know, why don't you take care of this, that, and the other? That, that's me. If it's consistent with God's word, it's likely it was the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? everything the holy spirit will do in your life every direction how do you know it is the holy spirit it is because it is always going to be consistent with his word jesus said i'm sending you another one who is just like me who is jesus jesus is the word in the beginning was the word the word was with god and the word was god and so the holy spirit is consistent with god's word can i get an amen, amen. and that's what i like about him he's consistent someone say consistent and that's what we need in this life. We need something that doesn't change. We need something that is consistent, guaranteed to produce results. Amen? Amen. Amen. Not, not like, you know, uh, uh, Pastor H's uh, diets. In 2020, Pastor H had all of us. He put us on, he, all of us at the church office, he put us on, on bunting. All of us. We stopped eating carbs. And then on 2021, he came back. He said, ah, no. Let's all go to Quito. <laughs> and we followed him. Went to eat pizza at this restaurant. He ordered cauliflower pizza, cauliflower-based pizza. That thing didn't taste nice. He said, just hang in there. <laughs> and then this year, I couldn't believe my eyes. We went to eat. He ordered chips. I said, but, but what about the keto? He said, no, now we are on calorie count. <laughs> Man, we love Pastor H. <laughs> I'm just saying, men change. But the word of God is the same. And I'm out of time. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. If you read in Acts chapter number 19 from verse 1 to 7, uh, Paul meets these disciples uh, that had, you know, received Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. And he asked them a peculiar question. He said to them, when you got born again, did you receive the Holy Spirit? And the disciples said this to him. They said, we have not as much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And I, I know, I believe there are many today in here and those watching online who uh, before today had never heard of the Holy Spirit and what he wants to do uh, uh, in our lives. And he says in verse 3, and he said to them, into what then were you baptized? And they said, into John's baptism. And he said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Now the men were about twelve in all. It was twelve of them. And so this morning you're saying, hey, Pastor T, uh, you know, uh, today I heard for the first time 
about this Holy Spirit and, and this person of the Holy Spirit, this comforter, this helper, uh, uh, paracletus. Uh, and I want to receive him. I want him to be active in my life. And, and I want him to, to direct my path. I want him to show me uh, the way. I want him to uh, be the one that will orchestrate my path uh, to my destiny. If that's you, we want to pray for you just like Paul prayed for these disciples. And I'm telling you, uh, the Holy Spirit is the most important person in your life. Having the Holy Spirit, uh, that we call it the second uh, work of grace. Having the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it will move you from just living a life, an ordinary, average Christian life, uh, to a life of results. To a life where you start to see things bad and, and, and produce results uh, in all the different areas of your life. Uh, you know, socially, financially, spiritually, and all these different areas. The Holy Spirit will just begin to work and, and, and knit together all these different things. And bring the right relationships. Open, you know, powerful uh, uh, doors for you to just walk into. And if that's you, we want to pray for you before we go. Thank you, Jesus. And so we want to pray for you. And so if that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand uh, wherever you may be. And we're going to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus, for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he will come and baptize you with the evidence of praying in other tongues. And we're going to teach on that, you know, as we progress uh, into the coming weeks. But we want to pray for you. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and raise him. Uh, raise your hand real high so we can see and we'll pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> we are all baptized in the Holy Spirit. All of us receive uh, uh, the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We're still going to pray uh, for those uh, that may be online. There may be someone watching online uh, who needs this prayer. And so say, Heavenly Father, today I thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit. The same one who is like Jesus, who comes to abide in us, never to leave us, never to forsake us. I thank you, Lord, for the spirit of favor, the spirit of courage, the spirit of boldness that abides in me. I thank you, Lord, that today I am baptized in the Holy Spirit. And that from today onwards, my life changes. I now live a life of fruit. I now live a life of results in all areas of my life. It is in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, you may be here. Uh, and you have pain and or sickness in your body. Uh, just like Peter and John, you know, prayed at the, for the man at the gate called Beautiful. We want to pray for you. And I believe there is enough power in the room. The Holy Spirit is here. He says, you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Uh, man, I'm telling you, we've uh, seen many, many testimonies of people laid hands on and they just get supernatural healing uh, uh, from stuff, you know, that had been tormenting them and, 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 and just all kinds of stuff. And we want to pray for you. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to, to raise your hand wherever you are. And we want to pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. I see those hands. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I see those hands. Uh, I want to ask you, church, just turn around. If you see someone raising a hand, just go and lay your hands on them. Just like Peter and John, you have the Holy Spirit within you. He wants to do that work through you. Amen. And uh, you, you already have the boldness. It's not you doing the work. 
it's the big in you it's the holy ghost you is the one who wants to do the work and so we want to pray just begin to open your mouth and speak life into that body just speak life from the top of their head to the sole of their feet command that body to receive healing in the name of jesus healing right now in the name of jesus thank you father for total healing total restoration in the name that is above every other name that is the name of jesus lord we thank you that this is a pain free zone we thank you that life with jesus is a life of freedom it's a life of no pain and so we release life into these bodies the same resurrection life that raised jesus from the dead that same spirit we release it into this body to quicken their mortal bodies thank you father thank you for doing it thank you lord it is in jesus name that we pray and someone said amen hallelujah thank you jesus thank you father father we thank you lord we thank you for this gift of life we thank you for this gift of the holy spirit as we go forth lord we thank you father that he will work through us he will speak through us that he will work uh, through our hands you work through the faculties of our mouth our eyes you work through our feet you will work through us and do the work that is before us lord we just thank you for it that as we go we are blessed 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 and that this week is going to be the best week yet this year and that the following week after is even going to be better because the path of the righteous get brighter and brighter until the brightness of noon it is in jesus name that we pray and someone shout amen, amen. well we love you god bless you and remember these words from second corinthians 5 7 4 we hope this message has been a blessing to you thank you for listening to find out more about how you can become a partner visit faithhill.tv today